0: Tonight on the Twilight Tonic, I am honored and humbled by introducing this lovely lady. Her name is Julia Helena Hadas, and she has written two amazing books that I'm so super psyched about that I found. One is Witchcraft in Cocktails, and the one I just received is Moon Magic in Mixology. Not only has this lovely lady written two books, she has some amazing other talent. She's a certified crystal healer, an energy worker. She reads tarot, and she's a jewelry maker. Hello, Julia. How are you?
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's, it's great. I am super psyched. Um, tell me a little bit how you got into all of this amazing work.
1: Oh yeah, of course. So um, I think like many people that are drawn to more of these eclectic paths, you know, there's something (laughs) about yourself that's always looking for it, you know, for most of your life. And so I did finally find, you know, um, you know, witchcraft or alternative spiritualities in my teens. And I'd actually worked at a metaphysical store in the Bay Area for some years. Yeah. um, It's unfortunate the pandemic, they moved online, so they closed their physical location. But I had worked there for some years behind the counter. It was called The Mystic Dream. They changed it to Datura Trading Co. Mm-hmm. And um, I offered energy work there, readings, and, and pursued all of that. And then when I was finishing college, um, like many people do in college, you know, I mm-hmm. went to the food and beverage industry. <laughs>
0: oh, I understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up, um, you know, kind of on a whim. I took a little group on bartending, really simple class, and fell in love with bartending and pursued it. Mm-hmm. And immediately, you know, being in the the San Francisco Bay Area, we have so many fresh ingredients, and the craft cocktail industry out there is really something special. And mm-hmm. so immediately upon entering you know the bartending world, I could immediately tie it with witchcraft or paganism or alternative spirituality because you know, if you want to, even aromatherapy, let's say you want to do a blend for positivity and happiness, right? And so you're going to put some grapefruit essential oil or maybe, you know, why not also do it in an herbal aspect? So grapefruit juice, like grapefruit juice Mm -hmm. cocktail or something, right? Maybe lavender and chamomile syrup. So that's how I kind of got into all of it is, you know, from my background witchcraft entering the bartending scene, I immediately thought of all of the different ways I could use fresh ingredients to combine them for uh, magical or energetic purposes. Wow,
0: that's amazing. A lot of alcohol had medicinal purposes at one time. Yes. Is that correct?
1: Oh, my God, yeah. That's the thing is like a lot of people... You know, and and it could be make for, you know, really interesting conversation Mm -hmm. of of how alcohol has become removed from its spiritual, religious, energetic, magical uses. But all alcohol at its origin, it comes from a spiritual practice. You know, you go back to the ancient Sumerians, they would drink beer to commune with their gods and they had a a beer goddess Mm -hmm. um, who watched over brewing and just. Even when distillation came about, it was a sacred way to connect to the harvest, to ancestors, to their deities. And so even modern bitters um, and all even certain liqueurs that are type of around today um like for example green chartreuse is made by monks in the french alps and you know so all alcohol is spiritual and medicinal at its roots bitters shrubs all of those things come from you know an um herbal background
0: oh that's amazing i i always wondered about that because i'm a big gin drinker i love gin
1: yes gin's me. i love gin too you know especially when you mix it in just the perfect cocktail like a bee's knees or something it's mm-hmm. just superb
0: oh yes yeah. one of my favorite is um the aviation
1: I oh love yes that. i love yes. violet
0: oh i love violet that is so oh. wonderful <laughs>
1: Well, you're going to have to try the um, the homemade creme de violet or violet liqueur recipe in my Magic Mixology because that recipe is like, I love creme de violet. So mm-hmm. making my own recipe for that is just, you're going to love it. It's delicious. <laughs>
0: uh, I really want to encourage people to get this book. Um, when I found it, I, I didn't know what to expect because I've ordered a lot of cocktail books and I was like, yeah, yeah. I opened your book and my eyes got really big. Some of these recipes in here and how they circle around the moon phases and the astrological part of it. Oh, so much fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I try to really put a lot into this book. You know, any book that I put out there, even with my first one as well, I wanted to be something unique and different. And because I have experience, not just as a bartender, but I worked at a distillery, working multiple jobs at once, being a bartender's guild, I was really involved. And so I wanted to provide a spectrum for people on the craft cocktail side, Mm -hmm. but also on the magical side and really show you know, even if someone isn't interested maybe in drinking as often, there's a lot of astrological information as far as the moon phases, you know, when a moon's in a certain sign um, and all of that. And there's even a reference in the back as to different crystals and herbs, I might suggest based on the energy and the alignment and associations. So it's really like packed. And even with the cocktails, like a big part of putting all this together um, each cocktail in addition to talking a bit about the magical properties of it or you know what's associated with the bottom there Mm -hmm. is you know a little um, moon magic aspect and so you know when I was doing all the cocktails that would be like maybe more moon and Aries associated Mm -hmm. I would look at the moon magic sections and be like okay there's got to be one crystal there's got to be one little ritual so I kind of you know um, cross-reference them so that way each drink had a separate moon magic section that you could use to inspire whatever ritual you're doing whether or not you're doing a cocktail
0: oh that is so cool so tonight is, is isn't the moon in capricorn right now
1: yes yeah, yeah it it is the new moon in capricorn
0: <laughs> so what would be your let's see here what would be your favorite drink in the book for that
1: Yeah. So more on the simpler side. Um, So, you know, especially Capricorn, we think of that a lot of vinegar based um, ingredients. So in the book, there is the balsamic moon shrub. And so I put that into a few different recipes. So you've got the moon and sand, Mm -hmm. which is um, a riff off of blood and sand cocktail, except Mm -hmm. that I use a different ingredient. So it's, it's blood orange. You've got the shrub in there. Um, a little bit of red wine, I believe. Let me make sure because it goes through an editing process. So sometimes the initial things I put in there, I don't end up keeping in the end.
0: Right. Rosemary.
1: Yeah, it's a scotch, cinnamon, yeah, red wine, blood orange. Um, so that and then another great one it, we also have the moon over the sea breeze so that's basically a variation of um, or inspired by a sea breeze cocktail because cranberry is associated with Capricorn mm-hmm. but you also have you know things that can be associated with prosperity and grounding so the golden moon um, especially because we're at the new year here so the golden moon cocktail um, has egg white in it and egg white's great for purification and new beginnings mm-hmm. it has bitters it has bay leaves so a little bay leaf wishing spell, you know, it's got whiskey and allspice, and so that's a great one for kind of the energy of the new year, making new wishes, as well as some of that grounding Capricorn abundant energy. So that's another uh, great one. But yeah, that
0: sounds amazing. It sounds so yummy.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if you make that balsamic moon shrub. Like I was really surprised, you know, because it's more of you know balsamic vinegar and honey and grapes Uh so on so many levels it's associated with the moon but also great for capricorn and the wonderful thing about making a shrub so people who don't know Shrub is basically an equal parts, you know, vinegar, sugar, um, and some type of, you know, fruit or ingredient, and you'll sometimes cook it with water. Mm -hmm. And the wonderful thing about a shrub is it's non-alcoholic. So you can just add a little bit of soda water, and you've got a delicious, unique drink, or you can add it into a cocktail and really simply, you know, a little bit of alcohol and You've got a delicious drink. So that balsamic moon shrub is just is perfect for the, you know the energy. You've got the grapes associated with the moon, and abundance and dreaming. So it's great for you know this winter energy as well.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot of people need to realize too, if they don't want to use alcohol, your recipes for the simple syrups are amazing, and you can use them in other drinks.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, I'm really big proponent of you know you can make most alcoholic drinks, unless they're pure alcohol, into a non-alcoholic version, really simply. And, um, you know, I wanted to put some of that in for this book, but unfortunately, sometimes, you know, I kind of went over the word limit with the astrology part, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um we had to cut out some of the extra stuff I put in for some non-alcoholic variations um but yeah a lot of the stuff you can make a non-alcoholic version super easily or you can use it to inspire the syrups are delicious there's that um rose jasmine rosemary syrup that basically will turn most of your drinks pink you know right. so that's yeah. a it's wonderful you've got the um lunar transformations there but butterfly pea flowers. so you add acid to that it's going to change color and that doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink that can just be like you said a mocktail or, or plain um whatever drink you want even to your iced tea so yeah
0: yeah i can't wait to do that i love the lunar alchemy
1: Yes, and drink
0: that yeah it's just so stunning
1: Yeah, and it's got so much packed into that. They did a really good job with the photos. Um, It's by Harper Point Photography, and um, they did a great job with the photos. But the Lunar Alchemy, I love it because butterfly pea flower is an amazing ingredient to work with. Mm-hmm. from the visual aspect from like visually representing transformation right, right. but it's also got the energy of a uh, pea flower so a lot of feminine associations <laughs> with it you know great for hope and the moon so it's just the perfect embodiment for me um and you've got the coconut rum in mm-hmm. that cocktail mm-hmm. as well as the violet liqueur so it's just packed with deliciousness <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. A stunning, beautiful, feminine, magical. That's yeah. that only when I saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness. Now this is a cocktail book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's a lot of fun to put all this together from, you know, not just sometimes, you know, a lot of times in the magical community, people will make recipe books, but they don't often have photos. And having a photo just curates an experience, yeah. you know, when you're opening the book. So I was kind of grateful to be able to do that.
0: And the way you word things, I love it. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just fun, you know. You, you It inspires you to, like, go in your kitchen, see what you have, and work with it, especially if you have a lot of herbs and teas in your kitchen. Yeah. It's very inspirational.
1: I love that. That's, that's important to me because my background is, you know, everyone has a different taste preference, you know, Mm -hmm. and you've got to make things work for your budget. You've got to make things work for your taste. So, you know, if you look at these recipes and I try and show the maximum and the minimum of what you can do within the book, and so make things work for you. If you want to add something, if you want to subtract something, you know, just make it to your preference as to what works best for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the other thing that was real inspirational for me was when we do celebrations, they are very juvenil they're very happy, yeah. and they're sacred at the same time, and you kind of feel all of that when you read this. It just yeah, it's
1: fun, I love it that's that's great, you know, and part of that is like you know my energy work background so i've I've you know the studies of a putting things towards positive manifestation to bring the things that you want to your life. So Mm. that's that's how I try and approach stuff so that way we can bring in the things that we want.
0: Now, I'm really excited about receiving your book, Cocktails and Witchcraft.
1: Yes, Witchcraft Cocktails. (laughs) Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. You have to let me know when you get that in because I want to order it personally from you.
1: Yeah, that was, you know, that was so how this all happened for me was um I had finally landed at a bar where I was able to offer cocktail specials on the weekend astrologically lined and so I had all this stuff you know written in a book but you know this was years ago, and people really weren't as into it as they are now. I would say, you know, this alternative spirituality, Mm -hmm. energy work, witchcraft has become a little more popularized. And and of course, even years further back, it wasn't as popular as it was then. But um, I had a little book where I kept all these recipes, and I started a little blog, and my publisher reached out to me. And so when they reached out to me, you know, the first one was Witchcraft Cocktails. I was like, I know exactly what this book has to look like because I have been, you know, thinking of this for a while. Um, and so that first one has so many different things in it as far as also, you know, other syrups mm-hmm. and shrubs. But it goes through kind of the cycle of the year as far as, you know, if you're someone who does winter solstice celebrations, and it goes along the magical themes of, you know, manifestation and growth from, you know, spring to Um, summer and then from you know the summer solstice and fall and all Mm -hmm. that you know the themes of decrease and all of that so it's aligned in all the the ways Samhain you know Halloween Mm -hmm. themes cocktails and yeah
0: (laughs) that's exciting um yeah so did you also go to culinary school as well
1: I did not. I actually uh, got a degree and majored in anthropology and I double minored in English literature and public policy. So I did not go to culinary school, but yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's definitely really a little all over the place.
0: <laughs> it, it's really cool, though, because Anthony, Anthony, Apology. <laughs> you can tell I've had a hard weekend. <laughs> anthropology, it interties with a lot of this stuff that you're doing, I think, though.
1: Yeah. So anthropology, so even how I got into it. So I originally was pursuing an English degree because I wanted to be an author, mm-hmm. which I, at a point I was like, this is, I don't need to have an English degree to be an author. So let me choose something else. You know, I'd reached a certain point in pursuing writing with some mentorships that I felt I didn't need the degree. And so, um, I went up taking a class called, um, the anthropology of magic witchcraft and religion. And I was like, instantly, that's my class. How can you not take a class <laughs> named that, right?
0: <laughs> right away.
1: <laughs> so I took it and fell in love with anthropology. And, you know, anthropology has some problematic roots in its early ages. But modern anthropology is, you know, in the new concepts that they've invigorated with. It's really a way to free and liberate yourself, to understand that a lot of the ways that we structure ourselves or our lives, Mm -hmm. um, the confinement that we feel around certain gender roles or things like that is a lot of it's cultural. And part of it is my family is an immigrant family. So I, growing Mm -hmm. up, you know, had the Polish ideas and then, you know, growing up in American culture. And I loved anthropology because it was just showing me how limitless we are as humans. You Mm -hmm. can study myths around the world, different practices, and and kind of honoring um, all of our roots and understanding where we come from. Right. How, and you know, so I love anthropology and it does inform everything I do because, you know, it's how can we change things to make things work for one practice or another?
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, besides books, you also do crystal healing.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: okay. that's that's really cool for my audience, particularly if they've never had this done. Can you explain it to
1: them? Oh yeah, so I got certified um, through Hibiscus Moon. She had, was one of the more prominent finger uh, figures in the community mm-hmm. because she would started off, you know, on YouTube and um, was a board of science. So she kind of, you know, went under a different name because it was not as acceptable back then but then was able to kind of grow. And so I love that because I love the science aspect of it, you know, and I thought mm-hmm. of that even in college when I'd taken some science classes of, you know, the just the electrons intermingling with each other and things like that. And so basically, you know how it kind of works in an, a crystal session and obviously a lot of people are doing things distance and remotely right now because of the sure. pandemic but whether it's in person or you're doing it distance because you can do energy work distance wise as well and the laying of crystals on the body and using crystals to recalibrate different parts of your body vibrational you know with the vibration that it has so like mm-hmm. each every organ has a different vibration um and has things that's associated with different parts of of life you know like the heart being associated with compassion you know and love and giving and receiving and so it's using crystals because they have a very specific structure to kind of use the vibration um, the steady vibration of the crystals to realign your your own energy points or you know all in relation to your life so it's a wonderful thing to work with and anyone who's really worked with crystals through a tough time in their life knows how much it has helped them through i mean there's times in my life where just meditating with a crystal and connecting to its energy and its wisdom and the wisdom of the earth has helped me through a lot of significant times in my life
0: oh exactly i have i have things all over my house i think i have stones in every single room yeah crystals and it's
1: it makes such a difference, you know? It's it it's beautiful.
0: Oh yes, my plants love certain stones and crystals.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that.
0: And if I take them away from my plants, they seem to be very unhappy. So I just leave them there now. <laughs>
1: it's, the plants have their own crystals. That's great.
0: It's like I'm not going to do well unless you leave those there. And I'm a sag. Yeah. So <laughs> a sag is look at it like, oh no, no, don't don't no. <laughs>
1: I get all fiery
0: at my plants. I told you to yeah. grow, stay. No, okay, I'll put yeah. them back. I promise.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: So, with all of these projects that you do in in books and stuff, what's coming up for you? Like, I know you you're going to do a Zoom class, correct?
1: Oh my god, yes! I, I forgot I'd mentioned that. Yeah. So um, I'm working on putting together a official bartending class. And, and part of that is because, um, and it's, it's a series of classes, because I have a lot of, from working deeply into the spirits industry and also the spirituality mm-hmm. industry, um, you know, I have a lot of knowledge and I want to show people, you know, how to make these different things. So they can feel confident in the kitchen and not just feel confident when they're making any kind of cocktail, yeah. but that they can have the freedom to trust their own instincts and experimenting with what they have available to them. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, this is really exciting news. Hopefully a new book will be in progress, but I have to approach my publisher about (laughs) that. Um, I'm also officially offering, um, I've teamed up with a bar in Phoenix called The Grand Mm -hmm. and so every Wednesday we are going to be offering um you know uh, lunar libations so there'll be different cocktails aligned to what's happening in the skies and Mm -hmm. um so we'll have those specialty drinks people can come and have me bartend for them these magical elixirs and we're also going to do some cool stuff Like I'm really excited about this one is kind have like a love potion event for um for Valentine's Ooh. Day, so right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish I lived there now. I know you'll have to stop by sometime. I'm really excited about it because it's you know I've always in the pandemic, my mm-hmm. books came out in the middle of that, and so it's you know been hard to you know do everything online. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to drinks for for people. So it's nice to have a venue that I can finally you know offer some
0: some drinks to people physically. I think that just sounds, it sounds so creative and fun.
1: Yeah, it is. It's It's—it's an endless wheel of, you know, creativity. And I think anyone who does this kind of eclectic stuff is a creative person. You know, we all have that oh. inside of us. So once you open that door, it's like the endless ideas just <laughs> yes. pours in.
0: Exactly. My next question is, you, have, you said you're in a process of maybe doing another book. Can you give us a hint?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I have a lot of ideas, but I have to approach my publisher um, about, you know, and see what it is they improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't speak too much on it now because I don't want to jinx myself. Sure. <laughs> but I will just say I have a million different ideas. So whatever they're willing to take me on <laughs> is what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: I, I'm excited about that. I love all the creativity that's coming out. And I, I love that paganism and alternative religions are growing fast and becoming accepted
1: yeah i think they have a lot to offer especially when you think of you know with the technology and and especially you know the pandemic and all the other Mm -hmm. things and being able to connect to the earth and for me you know how i got drawn to all of this is it's empowering. You know, um, a lot of people who are disempowered or disserviced in some way are drawn to these paths, because mm-hmm. it's a way that you can work with the energy of your environment to, to better your life, you know. Yes. And so it empowers you. And it's and also connects you to the earth and, and the energy of being alive in this lifetime. So I love it. it just it's very fulfilling.
0: It is. It's a wonderful spiritual awakening. That's happening right now as we're moving into another energy phase, which is pretty amazing and very strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot's transforming and changing. And to be on the edge of that and be ready for that change and transformation is just great.
0: I don't know about you. I'm kind of ready for a new transformation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I always am. It's like, you know, um, I... I have a lot of tattoos. Most of them are, are covered. <laughs> and my tattoo artist, um, who I'd seen for a number of the tattoos was like, every time I see you for an appointment, because sometimes you have to come in for multiple appointments for a tattoo. It was like, right. every time I see you, every couple of months, there's some change happening in your life, you know, <laughs> like you're moving or, you <laughs> know, new job or new project, which is, that's just what it is. You know, I, I love to embody new energy flows. So sure. yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember when, when, I first started my my career years ago and now that I'm retired from I was a dancer for 30 years.
1: Oh my god, I love that.
0: And I was always everywhere but home and now that you know I'm retired from that it feels weird. I feel like a transformation happening and I can't pinpoint it. So I'm like all over yeah. the map right now like I was like, I- when I was a teenager, you know. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what am I going to do?
1: What am I going to do? Here? Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is where we live, too, because I grew up in the Bay Area, and it is so, like, with the tech industry out there, it is so fast-paced. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, you can't take a breath. And finally, moving to Arizona, I can, like, live a little more slowly now. So.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I can't be around all that 24-7. Yeah.
1: It's it's nice to be able to breathe. And it definitely, I'm sure, it like, feels, you know, mm-hmm. recalibrating yourself is a exciting and frightening process at the same time (laughs) right
0: what's really amazing i find um now that i've slowed down quite a bit and i'm not traveling anymore is i'm getting back into my own kitchen
1: oh yeah making cocktails (laughs) yes
0: making well i'm (laughs) trying to make your cocktails and trying to like get back into spices and herbs like i once was so much
1: into yes gardening do you do gardening at all I have
0: started do you believe that last year I bought plants and as weird as this sounds I I really felt earth elements around my house that I haven't had in a long time like they're coming back and it felt good
1: Yeah, just feeling, you know, the the energy of the plants and Mm -hmm. all that stuff that's coming out, you know, recently with like the networks of the roots underneath and the Mm -hmm. plants communicating with each other. It's just to exist in that moment is amazing.
0: Oh, yes. And I'm feeding birds now. I mean, I have every abundance of life coming around the house where before, you know, I'd come home and I'd be just really tired. And I'm sure you know that feeling because you lived in the Bay Area and it was rush, rush, rush. And now that yeah. you're in a place, a magic Arizona is supposed to be beautifully magical.
1: Yes, especially Sedona. I mean, all parts of it, but um, I Sedona is one mm-hmm. of those really magical places that they think might be you know an energy center of the earth. But yeah, Arizona has such a creative energy to it. You know, of um, life and death because it's you know parts of their are desert, the storms, the monsoons that will just come out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's like this creative force. It's
0: kind of great. <laughs> oh, I bet it's, oh, I have envy. Now I was <laughs> going to pick up your book and I wanted to attract the earth elements. I'm really into fairies and stuff. Yes. What drink would you recommend?
1: So if you're going to get the, the first one, Mm-hmm. Um, the witchcraft cocktails I actually have a bunch of drinks in there that are specifically associated for fairies <gasps> so um yeah so because it's like the summer solstice a lot of times people will work with the fairy yes. type energy so um there's a, like the playful fairy um Thanks. let me see yeah there's the green man oh oh lavender sazerac um so that's gonna be a great one to work with let me see what else here um yeah there were some there was, there was another one maybe the playful fairy yeah and then spirited summer reese so there were drinks that i put in there specifically and i actually had an elderberry apple syrup mm. for the first book too now in the second book i'm you're gonna lean more on the violet you know the oh, lavender yeah. um drinks for that so doing a violet liqueur i can't wait for you to test this violet liqueur oh recipe. it's just oh, delicious yes.
0: and i can't wait I,
1: yeah I want to do a live um tutorial on that because i just I was so happy to, to come up <laughs> with this recipe because, you know it's hard to get fresh violet flowers you it know is. so I used to get them dried and if they're dried, it changes the flavor than if you're making it with fresh violet so I was happy to find a dried to come up with a dried violet recipe that really worked. Um, so yeah, leaning on more of the violet liqueur recipes in there. Oh, you know, I thought of another one in my first book. Um, so you have the milk moon beautifier, which is a a great one. And the first one also for, you know working with that fairy type energy you got the venus spritzer which when mm. i originally made that recipe it uses a rose vodka but also uses lavender and honey and mint but you can also even add like cucumber in there you know it's this fresh stuff from the garden uh, the flower moon harmonizer is a great one as well we've mm. got like you know lavender and violet anyway <laughs> so
0: oh, i can't wait
1: I, now I yeah. want,
0: the, now I want your first book in front of me also. So I could have like this board happening here where I have yeah. to try this recipe, <laughs> this recipe on this day. Yes. I just pulled yeah. up your violet liqueur recipe. Yes. And it, you know, it's really rare to find a recipe using dried flowers
1: yeah. like this. And that's, and that's why, because it's like, for me, I mean, I am in the Bay area, but I was like, I'm making this book. At the time, you know, I have like two to three months to come up with the recipes and I'm like, there's violets are not going to be freshly available. So how do I, you know, and so it's, it's delicious. There is butterfly pea flour in the recipe but that's only to give the violet liqueur its signature color that you would yes. see in the stores. You don't have to use a butterfly pea flower because it's only for a color purpose in this um, but it's kind of nice then because you also have like, here's how you naturally add a purple or blue color to your liqueur. Huh. Um, and so, yeah. So, um, go I- other- oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Out of curiosity, where did you get your dried violets?
1: I got them off of Etsy. Um, and uh-huh. so uh, you should have seen before I moved, I really had to go through, Um, and get rid of a lot but I had all I had a crazy amount of herbs you know because I'm still doing unique cocktails on my blog in addition to these books and so I order Mm -hmm. a lot of different herbs because I'm curious of how these things will work together and so um I had you know ordered some dried violets off Etsy you can usually get them online there's like mountain rose herbs okay um and also you know whatever works best for people but a lot of online retailers like Amazon um you can find them there too but definitely you know on etsy was where i got mine and i mm-hmm. but i wouldn't necessarily recommend this because i had gotten dried violets from poland which can take some time to arrive so okay you know if you want to make it more immediately just make sure when you're shopping on etsy that you're i got it from poland because my family's from there <laughs> <laughs> and i had it ready to go when it came time you know when the book came around i have them already there so whatever is going to be you know, most efficient or fast for people to get what they need.
0: Now, did you use organic um virus? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, these were handpicked, you know, in, in Poland and in Europe, um, or at least definitely in Poland, you know, there's these gorgeous, gorgeous forests and people will go and, and handpick stuff or even in the fields. So, yeah.
0: Wow, I didn't realize that. I knew they had an abundance of spring flowers in that part of the world, yeah. but I didn't realize that they did that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, there's like a the whole thing around mushroom picking season and it's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. I, I just have my head just so full of adventure right now. I don't know why. Yeah. Your look just brings out this like little kid in me. I'm like picturing oh. going through the forest, picking the violets, going back to my little warm kitchen.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. And it also, you know, the thing with alcohol is it celebrates stuff from around the world. Because every cultural group has their own unique alcohol offering. You know, and so I have some sake drinks in here. And I mean, it's just every spirit has history. So like vodka that comes from rye, because vodka can be made out of a number of different ingredients, um, which a lot of people don't realize. But having worked in a vodka distillery, a lot of times we've defined alcohol is the proof that it's brought up into d- distillation so it can be made out of a lot of different things and so like even vodka that's made from rye the reason is is because you know you go to russia and poland and the harsh winters in that part of europe and rye was the only um, grain that would really be able to sprout even through these harsh environments and mm-hmm. so that's how vodka made from rye came about was because it was able to withstand those not that it was any better of a product. So it's just, you know, when you get into the history of spirits and even just the herbs, That rosemary being a Mediterranean-based herb mm-hmm. and, you know, good for memory and used for rituals and, and celebration of memory or remembering someone. Every ingredient, every piece of that drink has a history, a cultural history, you mm-hmm. know, a history of energy and meaning. And it's just, it's beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, your books really had shown me that because I never thought of it that way. I always pictured. I know that sounds really weird as much as I love craft cocktails, <laughs> but I always pictured, you know, a guy with a handle mustache and an old bar just shaking. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, <A> hipster.
0: <laughs> I'm like, OK, so this is craft co- cocktails. And then when I ordered yeah. this, I was like shocked. I felt like I told you it made me feel like I was a little girl again, skipping yeah it's like it's just so beautiful like and so it's feminine I love it
1: yeah yeah and it's also I think it's freeing because that craft cocktail images is very intimidating and I will say that the image you described can definitely be true (laughs) I'm not gonna lie but, you know, that's because a lot of people have a stringent idea in their head of the way things should be. And <laughs> when you break all that down and I really want people to learn how to make it's really you can make things super simple. If we talk about syrups, literally hot water and sugar or sweetener of some kind, it's a five to 10 minute process. It doesn't have to be complicated, you know. Right. And um so it's fun, like, when you free yourself and liberate yourself and learn, oh, I don't have to follow the super strict recipe to make this mm-hmm. cocktail. I can work with what I have on hand. I can muddle some of rosemary from my garden with my simple syrup and a dash of bitters, you know, or maybe I'm homemade some rosemary bitters or something, right? So yeah. there's just so many ways that you can do it. And it gets exciting.
0: I just really appreciate what you did with your talents.
1: I really do. <laughs> Everything came together in an unexpected way. I'm not going to lie. You know? you know, when you're like, I want to be an author. I want to be a fantasy author, you know? And right. so, it, you know, the bartending, the witchcraft, the writing all came together in this unexpected way. So
0: <laughs> I think that's terrific. It's like you found an you found something that's yeah. magical. And that, you know, if you were to tell me 10 years ago that you were writing this book, I would kind of be shocked. I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, that's brave. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't think of that 10 years ago. We, I knew it existed, obviously, because I like to drink and I traveled yeah. a lot, but I never would put two and two together until probably in the last five years.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I, like I said, I just think this whole belief system is just maturing so much.
1: Yeah. And it's it's freeing, you know? It's like yes. you said, it's like this whole belief system like you said just reminds you of being a kid and frolicking back through the forest where there's just limitless possibility and potential. Yeah, like so
0: spirituality in everything we do. I believe myself is so important. Yeah. And
1: yeah.
0: you know, mixing drinks, making food, if there's no joy in it, people get that energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, and it's just something special when you, whether it's alcoholic or not, having a magically aligned beverage, whether it's from your garden or, hey, you know, it's summer solstice. So, you know, ingredients that celebrate the sun, maybe a bit of chamomile, you know, things like that just adds a touch, you know, a little different touch to what you're making.
0: Yeah, I love that. That whole concept is great. You know, some of these drinks in here, I can picture any lady, Laying in her bathtub, having one of these beautiful drinks and just relaxing after a hard day.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, (laughs) I have got plans now, girl.
1: (laughs) I know. It's funny because you mentioned that because, like, you know, with Valentine's Day around the corner. I'm starting to, like, take some photos of some um cocktails and i'm like oh i have to make one of those the boards they put in their bathtubs or they put the book yeah and like put a book and <laughs> a cocktail and some herbs and just create this luscious you know scene
0: well you should put you should put moon magic mixology on there
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <'Cause> it's, <laughs> it's, it's beautifully laughter. done it's white and gold
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, they did a great job always designing these books. Um, the only thing I have to say is because the, the writing is gold, it's hard to take a photo of the book because <laughs> it's always shining, you know?
0: <laughs> it's true. You'll have to do it in dim light, probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now, you want a well-lit photo and it just bounces right off.
0: But it's so cool because it has 70 recipes, infused recipes yeah. in here. Yeah. I'm. I'm just... I'm amazed. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to do this and it's just so meaningful. You know, it's it brings a different edge and and meaning to something that people have kind of considered to be more mundane, you know, but cocktails, drinks, it's all spiritual. I mean, even even go to like myths around water, which is part of why it relates to the moon, right? Yes. Is because the moon in some theories are actually is responsible for evolution because the moon's gravitational pull on the tides of water is what would have helped inspire evolution to, you know, occur for life to yes. begin to occur. Because it would, you know, force the waters or the tides to, you know, happen with the land and everything. Um. Yes. And, and there's so many myths of, culturally across the world of like water based myths, like the Egyptian, um, you know, cosmic egg, you mm-hmm. know, water and, and all life coming from water and, and all of that. And so a drink is such a magical thing in itself, you know, whatever it is that you're drinking, it's magical, it's life, it's symbolic yeah. for creation and potential. So it's, Nice to bring back beverages to that magical root.
0: So in your book, you also have them going around astrology, obviously, because mm-hmm. the moon. How, I mean, how many hours did it take you to go through each sign and figure out a good drink for them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that had to take some time. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, it, that's the creative thing about it is there were a lot of pieces that had to come together. And part of it was... Is I'm someone who really loves working with the moon, um, whether you're someone who is mm. spiritual or witchcraft oriented or just not. The moon is a powerful symbol in our culture yes. um, and cultures across the world. And even in its symbolism, it's a symbol of transformation and change and. So, I personally like working with the moon to rebalance myself spiritually, to help focus on particular themes in my life. And when you know that a new moon or a full moon is going to be in a certain sign, you can look at the energy of that sign, right? So, mm-hmm. what we've got, you know, uh, the moon in Capricorn. Capricorn is associated with tradition, you know, the foundation upon which you can build kingdoms or abundance. Um, and so things around that, So a lot of people will, you can use the full moon to, you know, illuminate issues around that to help set intentions. You know, some people will use the full moon and new moon in different ways. But when you look at the new moon to the full moon as a cycle, because the new moon and full moon are always going to be in mm-hmm. the opposite signs um, for a particular astrological period which i explain in the book so you can kind of guess you know like from this time to this time when the sun is in um you know capricorn the new moon's going to be in capricorn and then the full moon will be in cancer and then you have the balance between the cancer full full moon um and cancer being a first of all being ruled by the moon Mm -hmm. um and being associated with energies of um you know the home spirituality Mm -hmm. emotions and then you've got capricorn the capricorn new moon on the opposite end which is again that foundation family things like that you create this kind of balance of forces on one side you have the capricorn energy to help you reflect on responsibilities in relation to family your career your outward expression abundance when you have the cancer side showing you okay how am i taking care of myself how am mm-hmm. i healing myself and my family you know generational trauma or family experiences how am i balancing myself spiritually whereas the capricorn might be more abundance outward association so i love working with the cycles of the moon for transformation and change in that way Mm -hmm. um and I misspoke earlier and said the Capricorn new moon so I meant to say uh or if I said full moon it's supposed to be Capricorn new Uh moon on the second today but um and so when I came to this book I really wanted to put together all of the information I had had learned over the years from astrology from other witchcraft books of working with the moon and put it all in one place that people can reference okay we've got the moon in Aries and okay. It's also a new moon or full moon. I can see the associations. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the references in the back, you can get a list of all the different cocktails you can use for the Aries moon. Um, And you get suggestions for other ingredients and suggestions for crystals. Mm -hmm. I see. So, It's meant to kind of be like a, you know, that you can have everything that you want in order, you know, to work with the moon in this book. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. What is your sign? Um, I am a Leo sun. Ah. I am a Aquarius rising and a Pisces moon. So, yeah. Ah, Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. That is just. Yeah, Leo leo definitely helps with the <laughs> with being in the public eye and the aquarius with you know new and different ideas and stuff and the pisces the spirituality and mm-hmm. psychic stuff so yeah it's a fun mix
0: <laughs> it is a very fun mix i have aquarius as my rising sign
1: oh you you get it yeah
0: <laughs> i understand yeah massage but yeah,
1: the same fire
0: yeah so. my mom was a leo that was that was a trip <laughs> but she was very spiritual like very she would have loved this book um she was always very supportive of my spirituality and stuff so i was very fortunate yeah she was really into i always tell people this but it's pretty amazing i grew up with edgard casey like his teachings yeah oh my god yeah she was really into him we were catholic until i was 13 and she just told me to pick something spiritual but she was really into Edgar Casey, Course of Miracles.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, you know, she was a very open-minded woman. So That's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, I was very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. That could have went bad real fast, but you know, <laughs> she was very supportive of it. She's like, as long as it's for the better good, I just don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, and see your yes. blogs, your videos, everything.
1: So, um, my main website is witchcraftcocktails.com. <laughs> um, just because that's where I'm at the most and that links to my other channels. So, you know, for my cocktails specifically, I have a, um, Instagram, which is at witchcraft cocktail, no S for now. Um, <laughs> someone else had taken the S on Instagram before I did. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's the main place place to reach mm-hmm. me. Um, but, you know, I also have another Instagram for just Julia Helena Hattis. So people, because no one's going to think to look up, you know, witchcraft cocktail right. if they don't know that. So I have Julia Helena Hattis as well.
0: That's awesome. And I will put this on my notes for my podcast. And it will also be on my website that's coming up in the next couple months. All your information will be up there. Awesome. As well. Thank
1: you so much for having me. This oh my, is gosh. so much fun! You are amazing,
0: and I uh, let me know when your book is in in your possession. I yes. want to order one and keep me posted on your up and coming book because.
1: Yeah, I'll let you know the second I know what it will be about.
0: Oh <laughs> my gosh! And I will keep the secret until you tell me not to, because that is okay. just so exciting. <laughs>
1: I feel free, you know, for for you and also anyone listening, if anyone has any questions, as you know, if you need help with making some of the cocktails from the book, just let me know. I'm always happy to help, you know, people. Oh, if you don't have this ingredient, you can switch it out, you know, whatever works best. So keep that open. If if you have any questions, feel free to reach out.
0: (laughs) You're an amazing woman. And thank you so much for coming on the Twilight Tonic.
1: Thank you. This has been
0: a blast. Yes, and hopefully I'll have you on again with your next Yeah I would love
1: that.
0: (laughs) All right, you have a great evening and you're a blessing. Thank you.
1: You too, thank you. Good night. Good night.